Hey, thanks for tuning in to Being Trans. Now, we originally started um, a two-part series talking about replying to um, social media and how is the best way to do it. And I, I, I originally was only going to do just a quick view on that. I didn't want to bring it into a two-part, but they did ask me to reconsider and go back in and make it a two-part. And so what I wanted to do was touch base a little bit deeper into um, the proper way of responding because a lot of people that are in the transgender community, we really do just want to exist. But we, at the same time, want to raise awareness about what we're going through. Because if you understand me, then maybe you can see how I just want to exist. I don't want to be anything other than just who I am. And so a lot of people get on the internet and they want to talk it out. They want to explain. And we have some that are also in the community who talk a lot without knowing a lot. And, and I'm not trying to take a poke or a jab at them. It's just the way sometimes we can be. We also have some who can be a little overzealous in what they're talking about because they feel that they are they feel they're they're hurt well that's a really tough one to say because they are hurt it most of us that are transgender are damaged in some way shape or form there isn't any one of us that is perfectly healthy except for I would say probably some young children that are probably six, seven, eight years old, where they haven't really been too impacted by the negativity that is spun around being transgender yet. And th that, that can change also depending on where you exist in the world. If you're in Australia, you have less of a chance of being bullied about being transgender than a person that does that lives in America. Because right now there are so many laws that are being passed to that attack the transgender community because people feel that they have the right to pick on someone. And it's, it's a form of bullying at its most extreme level. And they've picked a target, and they're going to keep attacking that target. The only difference, and I, and I maintain this, that if you removed the, the term transgender and you put black in place of transgender, you would see what the black community went through in the 50s, 60s, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and some, in, in some aspects, even today, still receives some of that crap. But right now, the transgender community is the hot topic. So you have people that are sitting there that that have been labeled as TERFs, um, which are trans-exclusionary radical feminists. I really do hate the term. It's just like calling someone a name. And it makes no sense to do something so stupid. Um and so I, I, I personally don't use it and don't like it and won't use it in anything that I uh, associate with and try to steer clear of it. Because my thought process is, yes, you may not like me, okay? And you may think that your points are valid even though the evidence says completely different. But I'm not going to be so rude and disrespect you because I want to be respected. And if you choose not to respect me, that shines more negativity upon you than it will ever shine upon me. Because I am just me. I'm not going to lower myself to your level 
if you're that type of person. Um, and, and where I'm going with this is here recently, uh, as you might know, I'm a very big fan of the Human Library Project. And because it's all about unjudging someone. Because it's harder to judge someone you actually know something about. That said, there are those that still want to hate without actually learning about what they're hating. Because here recently, we have a, um, a broadcaster here in Australia called SBS. That's Sam Bravo Sam, just so you understand what the letters are. And SBS um, did a story on a trans woman from Hobart, which is the next town down from mine. It's the, it's the capital of Tasmania. And as I tell, pe tell younger trans people, don't read the comments. Don't read the comments, because unless you have it up in your head strong enough, those comments a lot of the times are very, very hurtful. And they're designed to be hurtful. They're meant to be hurtful by people that are mean, horrible individuals. There are a few, you know, we're seeing a, a natural balance now where there are a lot of good comments. But the negative ones still are so horrific that if you're not all, if you're not so thick-skinned, it's going to hurt. And you might try and make an error in replying to these in such a way that it actually causes more problems for you and you're not actually able to express the point of view of what you're trying to get across. Now, as a person who considers themselves to be um, a trans elder, um, meaning that I'm older than a lot of trans people, and that I'm out and I'm uh, educated and that I have the ability to speak for my community while at the same time respecting both sides of the fence, I think I can safely say that when I'm speaking for us, I'm doing it respectfully. And I'm bringing forth as much positive information about our community as possible and remaining honest about it. But I've also seen lately that in responding to some comments, there are younger transgender individuals who have decided not to have thick skin. And they, they, they have actually vocalize that they're being hurt when they're really not being hurt. I, I for example, I answered some of the question was talking about, um, and I think I touched on it earlier, was talking about um, every trans person that comes out and starts transition will place those around them in a... Um, in the grieving process. And it's not a bad thing. It's just something that we need to understand. And grieving process has a series of steps. And it doesn't mean that you have to do every step. You can go from, oh, that's crappy, to, okay, I'm all right with that. And I do that with death. Um, I, 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 When someone dies that I care about, yeah, I will be a little heartbroken. But then give it a couple, you know, of days and I'm all right with it. I've, I've learned to come to terms with it. Granted, if I'm talking about my grandfather, I will and still do have a very deep sense of loss for that man. Um, but when you look at how that art goes, I'm okay that he has passed. I'm just still sad that he's gone and not a part of my life. That's acceptance. And when you look at how 
others that are around the trans community, when you come out, they have to go through that process. But I've seen a lot of younger trans people that might be on certain social platforms such as Twitter and things like that that aren't as educated as they might want to think they are. They haven't also got the wisdom that exists around being an adult. It isn't necessarily that you're the wisdom of being a trans elder or a older trans person or or just a trans person in the thing. If you don't have the wisdom of an adult, an older adult, you haven't experienced life enough. And I'm not trying to take a dig at them, but instead of jumping to conclusions and getting angry about things that you don't necessarily agree with because you actually haven't had the time in the world, maybe not make a comment back because you do more of a disservice to the transgender community as a whole when you make silly comments about something you're not really well versed in. And I know that's a hard thing to say. And even that goes for my children. Sometimes they'll say things about something that they assume they know a lot about, but they really don't. It's a natural thing. Okay, we all have done it. We will all do it. As we grow up, we gain wisdom, we gain intelligence, and we realize that, yeah, just because that person standing right next to me is being a bit of a jerk, I don't have to call him a bigot because he's ten times bigger than me and he might turn around and thump me. You know, you weigh out certain processes that are going through your head where a lot of times when we're younger, we're, we are really... Um, We just don't have those little sensors that say, hey, that's not the smartest thing to say to that huge guy. Maybe, you know, maybe speaking up would be okay or calling the police or calling security or doing whatever you have to do. Get a couple other people to join in, you know, whatever you've got to do, you know, that, that kind of thing. You balance out what is your personal safety and versus what is there and that that's part of wisdom okay um yeah you want to buy that super fancy car but you don't know how to get repairs done on it and you don't have a job that you can afford the insurance and you see how this balances out okay when you look at what is going on in a certain situation you have to balance all aspects of it. And sometimes that does take wisdom. And wisdom is something that comes with time and lessons learned in life. Um, I also came was able to speak out on a on that um, that story that SBS did on the trans person in um Hobart. And as people were coming up, I decided that I was a long time ago that if I'm going to reply to somebody, I'm not going to get angry about it. I'm going to allow them to have their opinion. Even if that opinion is wrong, it's still their opinion. But that doesn't mean that I'm backing down from what I'm saying because I have a mountain of experience. I'm I, I willingly work with a university to talk about transgender health care. I work with doctors and nurses about transgender health care. I know my shit. But I'm not going to let someone sit there and misquote what is the facts and the information about being transgender. I am going to speak up. I am going to say, well, actually, I'm sorry you're incorrect about that. And I'll give you a good example. One of the fantastic things that we hear all the time is, oh, this transgender thing is all new and it's, it's just because of the internet and it's so out there right now it, because it was never here 50 years ago. That's historically not correct. 
we have evidence. And some Native American tribes have two spirit, two spirited people that have been around for yonks. Okay, even before the white people stepped foot in America, the two spirited people existed in certain tribes. Not all tribes, but certain tribes. Um, even though there still was two-spirited people in every tribe, they were not always accepted. Which is, you know, it's kind of a microcosm uh, of what we have existing today. In certain countries, transgender is really not that big of a deal. In America, it really is a big deal. In Brazil, it's a really big deal. Sweden, eh, you're just a person. Australia, for the most part, we've managed to keep close to that. It's not a really big deal. And that's a beautiful thing about Australia. Even though we do have some extreme extremists and zealots that tend to push the, um, the idealism that is coming from America onto Australian voters and onto Australian citizens, even though the evidence is not there. And luckily enough, we exist in a country where the voices that are speaking up are strong enough to denounce what is being done. So you have to look at the big picture and whether or not um, whether or not you have that ability to speak up. And I replied to that person. I simply said, you know, as far back as um, is noted in historical records, that two-spirited people existed in Native American history. And then we can go back to as far as there's a lot of Pacific Island um cultures that accepted it and here recently a um, a burial mound was found that shows three distinct genders now where women were buried in one section men were buried in another and the third sex was buried in the center now granted this is not you know that the when you look at that um, burial mound, there is there is a few questions that still exist about this, and one of those things being that you are um, that you have to look at is that is is the data that is. Um, able to be seen accurate and because sometimes when we get into the early early uh existence of mankind we can have um problems with the data that we're interpreting but it's it really is starting to look like that's a pretty sound idea um we also have um existence of other uh, gender expressions in the Vikings. We have other uh, gender ex um, expressions in Japan, feudal China, um, not so much in Mongolia. But see, this is the this is the issue that when you bring out your your conversation reply to someone saying like that, you really do need to have this information. You do need to know what you're talking about. And you do need to also be able to say, hey, look, if you'd like references on this, I'll be more than happy to give them to you. Because what happens is the moment you take the, um, the offer to give them that evidence is the moment they kind of repeal back and go, whoa, okay, so this person is not some little wilting flower that's going to um, cower when I bring stuff up. Now, I've also made it a point that whenever they go, well, you know, 
all trans people just when they start not getting their way, they start claiming, you know, this is discrimination. Oh, we're bigots and transphobes or no, we're transphobes. And I, and I said, look, you know, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't like the term transphobe. I, I just think it's um, it's a, a lazy term for the word bigot, which already existed. Now, if your views are bigoted, well, then you have a choice. You can continue to have those views or you can become educated and step out of bigotry. And, and that's, that's the honest truth of it. The moment you understand that um, the science doesn't support that black people are inherently inferior to white people because there is no scientific evidence to that, then you end up having to face the bigotry that you have either harbored in your own heart or that is surrounding your environment. And we've seen a lot of people that have stepped away from that once they become educated upon the truth of the matter. And that also comes that you will catch more flies with honey than you will vinegar. So if you're remaining calm, cool, collected as much as possible, even if they're like yelling in your face, a calmer person will get further than a person that's angry. It's, it's, it's a God-given fact. And when you can express your views and say, eh, you know, Shah, that's not exactly right. Here's the historical evidence. And here I'm going to offer you the information to back what I'm saying. As soon as I did that in the conversation, that individual immediately shut up. They had no way to combat it because I was offering everything I said with evidence. And then I, I came across another person who was like, you know, um, supporting the um, exclusionary, um, trans-exclusionary view that transgenders um, are not part of the LGBT community, are not uh, women, are not valid. Um, and they held up one book as their reasoning. And I said, look, you know, you can hold up one book that is an agenda-driven book, or I can bring out a mountain of scientific data, hundreds of it, and set it in front of you. Which one amongst medical profession is going to gain more traction? Your one book which is written by one person and not peer-reviewed versus a stack of some 100 to, a, you know, 70 to 100 different peer-reviewed articles, which one do you think is going to hold out? And I said, here's the link to these articles. You're welcome to take a view of them. And the individual came back with, well, I can see that the that the uh, liberal media has gotten to you. And I said, no, the liberal media hasn't gotten to me. I'm just educated. I have taken the time. I've read both sides of the equation. I looked at it and said, huh, okay, here's the answer. As we know it. And then to give you a third example, um, I had a, you know, I had another person that said, "Oh, it's just so hard to keep up with the 700 genders." And so I wrote out, I said, "Look, you know, let, let's be honest here, mate. There's no such thing as 700 genders as we know it right now. We can safely say that there is approximately eight known gender variants between XX and XY." Now, I also understand that it can be difficult to keep track of all the, uh, 
the names, you know, I am gender fluid or I am uh, transgender, gender fluid, uh, asexual, you know, I can understand how that can be kind of confusing. And that's okay, as long as you understand that they're still valid. You don't have to necessarily like it or agree with it. And it may even be so confusing, it's hard to wrap your head around it. It still doesn't make that person any less valid. But it's okay to say you're confused. It's okay to say, I just don't agree with it. You know, I can lead you to the information. I will be happy to walk hand in hand with you to the answers that exist out there. But... I can't force you to drink like the horse. So, i.e., I can't force you to learn, even if I set that mountain of paperwork, introduce you to every single doctor, every single organization, from the Mayo Clinic to the European Society of Endocrinology. I can introduce you to so many different sources. But you don't have to learn from them because I can't force you to do that. And, th and I've said this before in the past. It's like I believe that everybody has a right to, to religion. I, I will not fault you. I may not agree with it. I may not agree with how you believe. But I'll still respect your religion. I'm not going to tear you down for it. I may say, hey, I think your religion's got some pretty BS stuff in it allow you to prove otherwise and I will take a look at it and I may in the end not agree with you still that is called adulting it's what happens when we actually act as the way we're supposed to with our opinions it's not easy I will agree with you one million percent. Sometimes even I get confused. I've actually had to ask people, what are the next letters after LGBT? And, I, and I'm not kidding. I'm not disrespecting the rest of the community. It's just sometimes even I get a little confused of all the letters. But it doesn't mean that I don't respect them. It doesn't mean that I don't try to understand them. I had the longest time trying to understand... Um, gender fluid until somebody finally explained it to me in a way that I understood it. And I was like, oh, I get it now. And I can see how a person is, might not be transgender, but they're gender fluid and that they can, they can exist that way. And it works for them. And they're actually able to make connection in the world in that, in, in that line of thinking. Where I personally couldn't do it. I'm, I'm not gender fluid. So, and just like they may have a hard time understanding that I am transgender. And I have no problem saying I'm a trans woman. I'm not afraid of the term. And I'm also not afraid to say, hey, I realize that biologically, if you dig my bones up in a hundred years from now, it's going to tell you a different story than what you know of me today. We're going to take a quick little break. I want you to come back. We're going to continue on with this thought process. But get a drink, come back, and we'll finish talking. Welcome back to being trans. Hope you got a good drink. Or a little snack to eat. Now, as I was saying, and, and we look at this at the, um, at the way we respond to people and remaining calm and bringing forth the information, we will actually attract more people listening. Um, but also... I experienced something that I never thought would happen in one of my replies. I have a lot of people that are on my Facebook. And I, and I do that, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to have people on my Facebook simply because I want you to see that I'm just as normal as everybody else. 
I have kids that have problems just like every other parent. I have challenges in my life that I have to face. Sometimes I don't have the budget to do certain things. And sometimes I, 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 I can take my kids to the movies and we can talk about how we, we look at it. And I want people to see the normal side of being transgender. And that's important to me as a person. So what happened is, is somebody that was, was slash is on my Facebook saw that I was answering questions. And they thought that it was their need slash right to reply to um, something I had written. And in doing so, they decided that um, that it was they were going to say something that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. And it was kind of like if you're in a conversation with a group of people and someone walks up and all of a sudden starts talking about something completely different, you're stuck going, wait a second here, we weren't talking about that. We were talking about ah, 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 ah. So I, I, I wrote the person personally and said, you know, look, you know, just because you had a bad experience with one transgender person in a group on Facebook, so, and, and that person was extreme, that experience was extremely negative, you really didn't have to come into my conversation and air that laundry. I it had nothing to do with the conversation that I was having with the other person. In fact, what it did do was derail the conversation, which could have been, an, which was an educational conversation. And now that conversation has ended because of this individual and their choice to step in. You wouldn't do it in, in, in most conversations because it is so inappropriate to do. And it's, it's just not right. But this individual thought that it was okay to do so. And as I, I wrote them and I said, look, you know, what, what's the deal with this? Why, why are you doing this? What's your, what's, your, what's your game? What's your point? Why do you feel you have the need to jump in on something that you know, you didn't need to. And the individual wrote back a couple of times about the event that took place. And I replied back to him, but that, that doesn't really, you know, that's not, I, I cannot police every single trans person out there. It's not my job. It's not anybody's job. It's like, I would look at this person and say, you know, you're here, you have a hearing impairment. And I had a bad experience with a person who had a hearing impairment and it's your fault. And that would be asinine. It would be the most ridiculous thing to say. And I said, you know, that's why on Facebook groups have moderators the moderator should have taken care of that problem. Not me. And I don't recall you ever asking for my advice on this, which I probably wouldn't have given you anyhow, because it's not my zoo, not my monkeys. I wasn't involved in that group that you were in. And that, that just really ended up making no sense. But the person came back and then doubled down on what she was saying. And, and then ex expanded and said, well, I asked you for help and you refused. And I went back through every single message that I've had with this individual. And I said, I'm sorry, you never 
did ask me. And I said, so what you wrote was actually a, um, a vengeful opinion because I didn't answer your question or you assume I didn't answer your question, that you never gave me the time to even look at the situation, let alone ask it, answer it, which I probably wouldn't because it's not my zoo, not my monkeys. And then I actually, and what really um, sealed it was I actually had to write as a, as a reply to her comments so that I could try and bring it back to an educational um, point, which seemed to close out the conversation. And I was hoping that the individual, even though it's a troll account, and even though it, it the person is on to their next troll, I was hoping that maybe others who might read what I was writing was going to give some, ed some opportunities for personal growth. And what I wrote was one person, a community, does not a one person does not a community make if we went by that rule every man would be a rapist every woman would be a gold digger and every child would be a spoiled brat lucky luckily we don't do that anymore or do we and the reason i said or do we is because we're painting the transgender community in negative lights because of propaganda about one individual that may have done X, Y, Z, or this person may have done something else, or this person is in sports and is overpowering every woman because they're transgender. We're painting all of the community because of certain individuals. It doesn't work that way. We can't do that. You know, that, like I said, that mean every uh, man would be listed as a rapist because there's a lot of male rapists out there. And there's a lot of women who can be gold diggers and men who can be gold diggers. But we don't do that. It's not proper in society. And it's just not right. It's not on. And I, and I also said, look, it is sad when we look at what the uh, conversation was that one person who happened to be undereducated and spoke about things they knew very little about and hurt a community of survivors. But that's the very same thing that is taking place with many of the responses to per many of the responses and their excuses for personal hate, meaning the subject that what we're addressing originally that a lot of people who do reply it's their own excuses it's their own personal dislike their displeasure with a person being transgender it's not based in fact it's not based in um proper medical question you know issues because we've proven that it's wrong that a lot of the things that people want to say about the transgender community is highly wrong and it is just not factual and and then i ended it look 90 percent of the people that expressing their hate and displeasure will never meet a trans person let alone associate with a trans person and and when we look at that 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 that's the honest to god truth because we're talking about 2% of the, of the world population is transgender. You know, numbers say it's far lower. Numbers are saying about 0.05, but I'm saying 2% because not a lot of people who are transgender want to come out and say anything. I've actually talked to a lot of these people where they're like, oh, I don't dare say that I'm transgender because I just don't want to be attacked for being me. I don't want to be pushed around for just trying to exist and I have a lot to lose and I can understand that and it's their right not to speak about being transgender or to go through medical procedures 
And then you also have a number of transgender individuals who will never go through transition. They'll come out and say they're transgender, but never go through medical transition because they're content with what they have. It's not perfect, but it's not worth trying to do something about, even though they may be suffering. You never know. And sometimes you'll meet people who pass. And what I mean by pass is you would never know they're transgender. And the younger a trans person is able to receive puberty blockers, the sooner, I mean, well, we stop them from getting secondary male or secondary female characteristics. Um, and that can be, that is something that is easy to repair. Once you take off the puberty blockers, puberty starts up. The worst case scenario is you may have, you know, you may not have that um, penis that is at eight or ten inches. You may not have that. You may have an average size penis. Okay. Believe me. It still functions. Even at three to six inches, it still functions. A 10 inch might be a little more difficult for your partner, but that still functions too. So it, you, you have to make sure that whatever you're talking about, you can back it up, that you are willing to give that information out there. Don't sit there and, and, and say, well, it's this, 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 take it or leave it. Be open and be willing to, if they present you with an article that they read that may have been their reason for deciding that this is the answer, give it some light. Give it a chance to read it. It's not, unless you find it personally um as, a, as it draws you to it personally, it may be that you might find that that article is correct, but you'll never know if you're not willing to read it. And the same thing goes for them. When you offer them, you know, your mountain of papers and say, look, you know, here's a hundred some odd um, reviews and scientific data that says your one paper is extremely wrong. And reading that paper might even help you understand the data and the science of your papers better. Look, I don't personally go out and hunt down um, negative materials. I just, I don't do it. I really do stay clear of organizations that are listed in my, um, my dangerous group page. Because a lot of that stuff is so far reaching in its um, pseudoscience that it is dangerous. And a lot of those organizations also still support conversion therapy, which is extremely dangerous um, and is so very, very harmful to the general population. Should anyone, not just transgender individuals, lesbians, gays, bisexuals, smokers, anybody that gets a hold of that stuff is going to have to face a horrific experiment of torture because that's what it is. That's what it's been found out to be, is nothing but torture. And I refuse to support those organizations, but if you bring me something that is not of one of those organizations and it's something I haven't looked at, I will take the time and look at it. But that doesn't mean that that information might not end up on my dangerous groups page. Because once again, your some information is very dangerous when it is backed with only pseudoscience. One paper does not prove anything without having multiple others with it. So you might say that it's gravity as the apple dropped. 
in that it reached a certain speed at some point. But another scientist comes along and either is either going to debunk it or back it. And if you never get anybody to back it, then we have to ask whether or not your science is empirical, safe, and correct. If it's none of the above, then it's kind of pseudoscience. No, there's no real kind of to it. It is pseudoscience. Or it's been debunked. And that's the problem with what this person brought up to me um, that I was talking about earlier. She brought up just a book that, um, while it was interesting to look at the synopsis of the book and read the um, the analysis, um, the overview of the analysis, because that's it wasn't really a, a a standard written book. It was an analysis of data that this person had um, gone out and collected. But it didn't list any other authors to this data that this person had collected, which in a way is kind of like holding up the one paper and saying, aha, I knew vaccinations caused autism. It's right in this one paper. Meanwhile, there's a mountain of other papers that say it doesn't. It's the exact same thing. Aha, I knew being transgender was harmful. Well, this pile says it's not harmful. So which one's going to give more credence? The pile of backed papers or the one that no one wants to back? This is kind of the stuff that I suggest that if you are going to take the time and try and reply... Do your homework. Know what's going on. Like, I personally cannot answer for trans men. I do not know their science behind being transgender. I am trying to find sources. I'm trying to learn about it. But I'm still trying to gather what's more important to me, which is the collective body of being transgender and male to female transgender and trans children. Those three areas to me are more important to learn than trying to figure out what's going on with trans men. Not that I don't want to, but I want to understand myself 1 million percent first. And I want to make sure that what I'm saying about the transgender communities, which does include trans men, is actually factual as well. It's not always going to be popular. I realize this. And I'm not always going to make friends. I understand this. That's wisdom speaking right there. You cannot please everybody. It's just physically not possible. But you can make sure that what you're talking about is backed by evidence. And that's what I plan to do. And that's what I am doing with the website. And that is what I do when I talk to people. I make sure that if I'm going to make a claim, I can bring up the evidence to it. There's not 700 genders. There's not even 700 different chromosomal genders. So as soon as I brought that up, it ended the conversation. And that is because you can't argue when a person starts bringing out the evidence. It'd be kind of silly in a murder trial. No, I didn't kill him. Yes, you did. I got all the evidence right here. But I got one paper that says it didn't. The judge goes, well, I'll take the one paper. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? It's not going to happen. So as we close out, please, if you're going to take the time and read the comments on any given subject about the transgender community, realize it's going to have a lot of people who are in various stages of not only grief, um, but also people out there who just are so hateful that you will never convince them that it is what it is. They won't do it. They're never going to. It's not their want, their need, or their desire. They have got their opinions, and their opinions are 
far more important than your evidence. But you're welcome to take a try. You're welcome to make a stand. In fact, I, I hope you do take a stand. But make a stand with evidence. Because the more of us that speak up, the more of us that say, no, this isn't correct, the more of us that become educated about our own healthcare system for us as a transgender community, the more that we can actually uh, prove to others. And that has a snowball effect. I don't want to say persuade because I can't persuade the horse to ever drink the water. The horse has to want to drink the water. I can't force it. That simple. So once again, have a great day out there. Thank you for taking the time and listening to Being Trans. I hope I've given you some examples and maybe some little pearls of wisdom in replying. Um, we hopefully will be back. Well, we will be back with a different subject. Um, and coming up soon, we'll actually we'll actually we'll actually have a conversation with my oldest son, and. I think it's going to be kind of a fun one this time. We're going to talk about doing something that we did as um, a family, and we played a game called Quake 3. And I think it will be interesting to hear what their opinion was of gaming together as a family and how they felt about it. We'll look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye now.